0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network.
1: He's one of Australia's leading brand experts with a quick wit, and she's a successful business owner with a pop culture addiction. Together, they're the Spin Life. Whether you're a digital marketing novice, an aspiring influencer, or starting your own business, they're here to answer your questions.
0: Welcome to The Spin Life. I'm Courtney and I'm here with Sam and we're the brother and sister team behind one of Australia's leading brand agencies, Spin & Co. And today we're discussing giving value and getting value. So on the Him and Her podcast, Michael Bostick a couple of weeks ago uh, commented recently that he hates it when people emailing just asking to pick his brain and to go for coffee. People that he doesn't know just out of the blue um, and that basically it's like taking and not giving anything. So I kind of wanted to discuss that topic with you today, Sam. Sam didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about this topic. I've just sprung it on him as always. And basically, we have spoken many times about um, giving value, receiving value, working for free to climb your way up. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about all that kind of stuff today. Lovely. So Michael Bostick of the Him and Her podcast from the Skinny Confidential said... Don't just reach out to me and say, Hey, I'd love to catch up with you for a coffee to pick your brain for a stranger because that's like annoying for the person that has to do it. How do you feel about that? Because you receive those kinds of emails.
1: I do. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess I, I don't know that. and I don't know the context fully of what this Michael person's saying, but I don't know that genu- generally speaking, a person who is emailing asking for your time has anything to offer. Like, I'm sure they have something to offer, like whatever, but they don't have anything to offer me. And so I think either you're the person who is allocating time in their life to take these meetings and give out information at, you know, no value to yourself um, or you're not. I don't know that there's any other way than... uh, For me personally, I prefer if someone reaches out and says, "I, I would like to pick your brain and gives more context as to why. You know, for example, I will have a lot of people who will reach out But there are some people who want to reach out who I probably can't help that much. Like it's more of me just being like, this isn't my area of expertise or whatever it might be. Whereas there are some people who reach out who are in a very specific area where I can definitely help them. So I rather have more context. Um, Like for example, we formalized it more with us now where there's a form on my website for people to actually submit and then I force them to answer questions. And that way we have some context of what they're trying to achieve and what would be success coming out of the meeting. Because if I am going to give up my time, um, I need to know that it was worthwhile giving it up, that it wasn't just a chance to, you know, waste time.
0: So let's start, before you had a successful business, did you do the cold emailing, trying to reach out to people to, you know, get advice from so. people with coffee?
1: I don't think I ever did. Um, I certainly have tried over the years to get meetings with certain people that ha- hasn't worked. Um, but then, you know, to an extent I've worked hard and now I, you know, will see those people as you know colleagues as opposed to you know someone
0: but someone like chris kardashian chris Jenner, you didn't know you cold emailed
1: yeah i did but i I also wasn't just asking to sit down with her and ask her for information i was taking to her a potential commercial opportunity um and then once in the room i used that to try and you know uh build a better relationship with her um but I, i don't know that if i messaged her and said hi you know I'd love to pick your brain she would ever accept. <laughs> but God, but like also, economics. I mean, uh, and the same situation as that. I mean, every time I'm in the US, I try and reach out and see if I can see her. Not always the case because um, she's a lot going on. And I also imagine in the scheme of people to catch up with, You're low on the uh, I'm list. quite low on the list. So, you know, again, it's I guess to an extent it's like that. But again, I, I'm not going to email her and I, I don't have anything to offer her. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. not... Other than a, a catch-up, you know, an entertaining catch-up, if you will. But
0: Well, one example that Lauren kind of went into on the podcast, which is Michael's um, business partner and wife, she basically said, you know, for their um, – she has like an editor for her blog. And the editor reached out and said, oh, I've just gone through your blog and I found a couple of things that were – errors or things that could have been improved and like here are my services so it was not necessarily just to catch up for coffee but a way to approach someone for work in a way that gives value first rather than just the email of like hey if you're looking for an editor here i am
1: they're two different things right like that's not asking for a job like that's very different it is very different giving
0: both examples so i was just wondering for someone who is giving a job we're just talking all about giving value today
1: yeah i look I, i i i I genuinely don't know how much value can be offered. I think that you're the person who's willing to give back in some way, shape or form, or you're not. And not to say that you're better if you do or you don't. Sometimes you have time, sometimes you don't. But I don't know, sure, if someone was trying to get a job, but at the same time, there would be people that could reach out to us and say, oh, I noticed an error here, here and here. I I could be an editor and I would say, like, sure, I'm not going to hire you, the reason there's an error is because we're running at a hundred miles an hour and something was missed, you know, like I'm not sure that that would necessarily work on me. Again, the context of the situation, she runs a blog. blog, It's very important. It's core to her business. I guess that makes sense. But I think you're also falling into like a huge amount of luck there that you got her at a time where she was open to hear that there was errors and she was open to employ. And you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say that's going to occur for most people nine times out of 10. And I think, and I said this the other day on, another podcast, maybe it was this last week, um, with our guest, Oliver Kidd. Um, I think a lot of people wanna have a meeting with certain people thinking that they're gonna be the, the answer to all their prayers and they're really not. I can't tell you the number of Instagram DMs in person, et cetera, et cetera, where people have said to me, if I just was able to afford your agency or if I just had an hour of your time or whatever, and I can tell you that even if we represented them, even if they had an hour or 10 hours of my time, it wouldn't fix anything, because I think some people are just lost in this idea of that they're helpless themselves, and that the reason they're not successful is because they don't have, and they look at other people and they go like, oh, well, you were lucky because your parents had money or because you had this or you had that, and they manifest these reasons why they're not successful, and it's a bit like, well, that's the hand you've been dealt. You know, there are people far worse off than you as well. Unfortunately, that that's kind of what it is. So, yeah, I, I don't. I think a lot of people are busy thinking that it's that meeting that without that meeting, and I think that's. I think it's a really great goalposts for people to set to ensure that they'll get nothing done, you know, or oh, I can't do anything more in that business until I meet with this person and they haven't responded or they won't answer. Or I just think it's kind of stupid. I, I don't know, personally.
0: Well, it's also about getting the right person too, because we've had people that have reached out to clients to have meetings with them to get like pick their brain about like how they do their social media and their social media strategy and their digital strategy and some of our clients don't do that we do it for them so they've like really reached out to the wrong person as well and that person that's the head of that company might have been harder to get a hold of or to pick the brain of than like one of our staff that works on that yeah sure
1: i mean i think it's the same thing though right like nine times out of ten people just want to meet with the most important most powerful person because they feel like there's an ego element to that and the person's going to give them all the answers and No matter who, and this is the worst part of the whole thing, right? Like you go and meet with someone, no matter who you kind of meet with, they're going to tell you the same thing. It's unfortunately, it's hard work. There isn't a secret. You know what I mean? When someone, you know, plenty of people want to meet with Emily Sky to discuss growing a social media following, but unfortunately she's going to tell you the same thing. Unfortunately, it's work really hard and, you know, become obsessed with it and whatnot. There's no, there's no secret answer. There's no secret formula.
0: And it's also a little bit like you've discussed many times before on this podcast that, Learning the morning routines of people, and then they they've always choose people like Richard Branson and Mark Zuckerberg. But like what their morning is now compared to what it would have been when they were first hustling would be vastly different. And so I guess that would also be the same with like yeah, I'm sure you could sit down with um, Mark Zuckerberg about developing your app idea or whatever, but maybe he's not as hands on as someone else in the business that could give you more tangible advice. I mean the uh,
1: I, the ideal separated. example of that is Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Like who goes yeah. on and on and on about being the greatest marketer in the world and blah, blah, blah. And yet in the same time, he'll tell you that he doesn't own a computer and hasn't for several years. You can't launch an ad from your mobile, well, sorry, you can launch an ad from your mobile, but you're not running complex digital campaigns from your mobile. Now, he- I'm sure he has oversight, but also you follow his vlog around, it'll show you that he's in meetings all day, every day. There's a stark difference between someone who is deploying an ad and physically seeing, their own, seeing the information versus someone who is discussing it in you know contextual circumstances as opposed to physically doing the job
0: and he also talks a lot about content 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 which is a little bit easier when you have a whole staff of people who's in charge of getting yes. content out
1: but i i do think that that phrase though is the antithesis of the whole situation though, right like it yes he has a whole staff but if it, you know he's able to achieve i think it's 100 pieces of content a day or something outrageous but you know you and i could achieve two pieces of content do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. a lot of people will Obviously be like oh i can't do anything oh if i just had the team well gary didn't always have the team yeah you know what i mean everyone has to start somewhere so i just i hate that excuse generally which a lot of people rely on they look at people like gary and say well he's got a team or they look at um you know the markets like i mean i think a lot of people just what they want is like if someone just gave me a billion dollar company i know how to run it i just can't build it that to me is the mindset of so no, many people nothing
0: and then start running a billion dollar yeah company like anyway. i truly think that's
1: what a lot of people think is the case Maybe like you were
0: given that you wouldn't know what the fuck you were doing
1: no but I, I truly think a lot of people think that is the the situation like they just need something like they just need their break or whatever i think that's probably the the biggest error but yeah definitely usually nine times out of ten the people that you want to sit with are the wrong people or the people that you want to sit with Um, you know, they're commoditized because they're so famous or so important or whatever. But There'll be someone with a very similar knowledge base who is much more accessible. You know what I mean? Like being able to build Facebook was not a skill that only Mark Zuckerberg had. He did it because he had a great idea and he went and executed it. But in terms of actual execution, there's a million people who could have built that platform in terms of coding experience. It was just they didn't come up with it and they weren't the genius to do it. But someone else could. So the point being, you know what I mean? Like... You don't necessarily need him. There's also plenty of founders who are running $100 million companies who are going to have a much better chance of getting a hold of than Mark Zuckerberg running a multi-billion dollar company. And also, I don't think you want to sit with Mark. It does like he'd be a hoot or hand out a lot of advice.
0: So let's just summarise a little bit. So basically you're saying that you think that you should just reach out to people just for a coffee to offer to pick their brain. Why not? It doesn't hurt to ask, but think a little bit outside the box of who you're asking. It's not yes. always the biggest dog that's going to get you the biggest...
1: Definitely, I think really that the I, that word then, I think reward. it should form part of your growth strategy, not your entire growth strategy. It's not that one meeting that will change your life, and the meeting won't change your life, I guarantee you. But it can help, so it should be time that you spend during the day, but not all of the time that you spend during the day. So well, it should a lot form of these people of it.
0: have books, blogs, videos, sure. content everywhere. That's probably very similar stuff they'd say to you.
1: Sure, but again, I, I, I you would be hard pressed to find that if you listed the five people that you really wanted to meet. You would be able to find another fifty who have the same knowledge base as them.
0: Sam, who are the five people you want to meet? Celine's done.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, Trump would still be on the list. I think.
0: I mean, what he has achieved, whether he did it, however mm, he did it, is however he did impressive. it, yeah. It from is from being a very hated man to becoming the president. Yeah,
1: and look, I think that there's, you know, in, in terms of our industry, um, I don't know that I can name anyone in the history of the world who's had as strong a branding ability as he has. Oh, my God, I like thought I you were going to see
0: yourself then. I always die.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, like, I, I really don't feel like, you know, he's done... If you follow him, everything he's done, the way that he brands things is truly stunning, and that's what's allowed him to be so successful. So... I think he'd probably still be on the list, but my conversation wouldn't go to any of his presidential no. components um, at all. Um, and, and I guess by way of that, I would probably these days interchange him with maybe Ivanka, to be honest. True. Um, because I feel like she probably is a bit more on that side these well, that's days. That's how Kim got in, right?
0: Well, very much Again, so. Again, she didn't go for the big dog. She went for the side person and then ended up getting through to the president. Yeah,
1: but I think that that's... i probably go for her. Not, I, I don't mean i go for her to get to him. I mean, I, I would value her a meeting with her yeah. just as much as I would value a meeting with him probably at this stage. Who else? Um, who else? I don't know. Richard Branson probably would be an interesting one. Um, I don't really know. There's not a great deal of people that I kind of... You know, I mean, in terms of just a purely
0: like business related, obviously there'd be celebrities and stuff. It might be a little bit maybe, different. yeah.
1: I mean, in terms of pure money, maybe Mark Cuban, just because um, uh, of his financial of status, you know, which could be valuable and entities are involved in, um, or Robert Herzjavak, same thing from Shark Tank. Um, yeah, who's Mister
0: Wonderful? Is that someone? Kevin O'Leary. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. he's not. Um, He's a very astute financial investor, and if there's if the numbers don't stack up, he doesn't invest. There's no emotional investing from him. Um, he's also, and I, I don't know this for fact at all, from my understanding of the media landscape, nothing personal, but I don't believe he has quite the money that the others have either. Um, he's you know, advertised as he sold his company to Mattel many, many years ago for, I believe, about $4 billion. Now, the process of actually selling to Mattel would be unbelievable and it was i think in history it's known as one of the worst business deals in history mattel basically lost four billion dollars in that deal and the whole company was worthless but so you know skillful but he owned a very small piece and so he's not quite whereas robert herjavak and mark cuban invest far more emotionally i mean mark cuban's worth Billions. um and so he he can't invest in whatever and Robert Herjavec, again came from nothing worth a lot of money they invest in more passion projects and so it would just make more sense for me to meet with those guys whereas um oLeary is just only things that are stri- strictly financially viable but other than that I don't really know there's not really a great deal of other I mean just because it would be interesting maybe um um Barack obama oh yeah um it would be interesting. but I yeah I also think to a certain extent this is an unpopular opinion but you know, I think when you look at Barack Obama, I don't think he was the one calling the shots in his own campaign. It felt to me like he had a phenomenal team around him and a phenomenal group that really made things happen. I think
0: that's what you want from a presidency, though, isn't it? Someone who... I mean in his campaign to election. Oh, okay, sorry.
1: Like, it didn't feel as much him, whereas... Well, I
0: mean, Oprah was a big part of the team as well. Do you know what I well. mean?
1: Like, all those elements, whereas I also think his that
0: speaking ability and whoever his speechwriter was did a phenomenal job yeah, with that as well. Yeah, but that's right. I,
1: mean. I don't need to speak to someone who's got the ability to talk because that's yeah. a talent. That's not something you can learn... Whereas I feel like, again, when you think about Trump, it doesn't feel, and this could be it's purely feeling, but it doesn't feel that he has a team that was calling the shots. It feels like he was calling the shots. And if you either caught up or you got fired, yeah. it was like, so it would be interesting just to understand that psyche of how he operates and to see if it is truly the train wreck it's publicized to be. I don't know. But um, them, it's probably, yeah, I don't know. There's probably not really many other people that I, there's probably more, I'm probably just not thinking of them, but. Other than that, oh, probably Tim Cook. Oh, Tim. I would probably spend some time with Tim. Although, You'd rather
0: it be Steve, but I would much rather option. it be
1: Steve. But truthfully, I don't know if I'd have anything nice to say to Steve. uh sorry to Tim anymore. I mean, I must say this iOS I launch has though. truly Tim been Cook, Apple. Yeah, this has truly been one of the worst launches in their history. I think. I mean, the software has been truly
0: There's so many bugs in my phone. I'm ready to throw it through the bloody yeah, window. It's, it's really outrageous. not great. It's the first
1: time ever I've been like this, where it's just like I'm. Walking away from my phone, just like, well, I can't do anything, so I'll just move on. It's pretty Let's tragic. Let's talk
0: quickly about another Apple thing that's happened in the business world: Apple TV Plus. Oh yeah. You had any thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think if it's I was paying to for it, I'd be
0: like, no. Right now yeah. it's free for a month, so I think right now it's worth it, but.
1: It's free for a month, did you say? I'm pretty sure. Mine's free for a year because yeah, yeah. I has a new phone. So is mine. I'm oh, just like, I was that like everybody else is listening. Yeah. So if you bought oh. a recent
0: Apple device, you get it free for a year. Yeah. I think also students have free for some time as well. Um, but anybody else, I'm pretty sure it's just a 30-day free thing. There's like right. no episodes. There's like 12 episodes on the whole thing. There's nothing.
1: I don't understand. Is, is there more episodes of The Morning Show coming or is that it to start with? Yeah,
0: so like see The Morning Show, Dickinson, a bunch of their um, content – is three episodes. They were all released, and then every week now we'll get a new episode of those for like about ten weeks or something.
1: Oh, okay, right. Well, that's interesting. Um, I mean, a great Which idea is, to bring out several episodes. to get But you a it's bit interesting
0: hooked. that they've bucked the trend of binge watching. Like that's the whole thing. But have they just done that because they didn't have enough content? That's on what there? I think it is
1: for sure. I mean, it's an enormous play to have a um, have a platform launch with all original content in this day and age. I mean, that's truly unbelievable
0: think what i like about it though is that it um kind of brings all of your content together have you noticed that so for instance if i go into my apple tv plus and i search for um i don't know like bad boys it will bring up bad boys that i can purchase through apple it'll bring up bad boys on stan and it'll bring up bad boys on netflix oh, yeah, so that, that was it, already there yeah so you can search everything i think that's what I like about it so. Well, that fast. was
1: that was before Apple TV Plus. That was that was just
0: the new like a month or so ago. I think, no, I think no, it?
1: probably oh. six months, maybe eight months. What's what? been um, there the whole time? Well, yeah, but there's been no real reason to be in that platform. Yeah, I guess that's true. So no one's really noticed it. I don't think, but it's been there for a while now. It's trying to bring it all together, but
0: yeah, such as every app that you have in your thing, yeah, and the content. I love it.
1: Well, I mean, it's you know, it's just trying to be the center of your universe, really, isn't it? It's the yeah, smart platform. Because I've from Apple. always
0: been, I say to Lang all the time, like, oh, I never know which, like, was it Stan? Was it? Netflix, where was that? And then you took and search for it.
1: More interestingly though, in terms of the business world and, and also on Apple, um, well, more interestingly to me anyway, I think it's about 30 or 60 days ago, Apple um, introduced, well, not introduced, they talked about it months prior, but I think the actual product became um, able to get in the US in the last 30, 60 days, probably 60 days. Um, and I think it was today announced because of the, so the card is backed by, financier um, uh, financier that I'm never going to remember the name of, the biggest, VC fund in the world. No, oh, no, no, no. Um, it's the two names. You know them. Matter. Everyone knows them. Um and they had their filing today cause they're a public company. Um and it's come out that they're um they've extended ten billion in credit. So that gives you an indication of how many cards they've got out there.
0: <gasps> ten yeah. billion dollars. Holy shit balls. When is this supposed to be coming? So what is tell us what the is? Goldman Sachs, sorry. Oh, okay. What that does idiotic. that mean? The card?
1: Um, they've launched their own credit card, basically. So it's like
0: your um, f card is now an Apple card.
1: No, a credit card. Oh. Not a debit card. It's it's a credit card. But it works the same way. As well, like just the card, yeah. um, it's just a card, yeah. it's It's got a lot of genius features, you know. The card doesn't actually have any numbers. Um,
0: which you love, because you love a shiki Diki.
1: Well, no, it's not about thing. the shiki Diki, It just is an indication of the level to which Apple is investing in privacy. Yeah, true. So if you want to use the card, you swipe it, and it generates a unique number on the spot.
0: How do you do it to buy online? Oh, it just goes through Apple... I- yeah account. Okay.
1: exactly so it generates it on the spot so that way if someone was to skim your card the number doesn't matter it only worked for that one transaction it changes again wow. so it just showcases the level to which privacy is becoming a priority over there um and which it will obviously spread now throughout the um the market but it's you know adju- you know additional information and additional um access to analytics about your spending and things like that it also means that i believe you're getting a whole bunch of services free um like apple tv plus you can also finance an iPhone at zero interest by using the card. So they're just creating an ecosystem now where they just When's own all the here? elements. I mean said. it's they don't they're not the bank. They have to like they don't have Apple hasn't applied and gotten their own um licenses. They're using Goldman Sachs for that. So it'll come down to whether or not someone in Australia wants to step up and, and bankroll. I mean Goldman Sachs is here, so they could technically do it. But I would say that it'll be a while.
0: The other thing I wanted to talk about, so we've talked about like giving and getting value and all that kind of stuff. I want to talk a little bit about um Doing things for
1: free
0: mm-hmm. um, as the like the person doing it for free. So when we first started, we did many things, well, even still now. Definitely. We do a lot of stuff for free for clients. We yeah. always go above and beyond. Um, and a lot of things we do for free for friends, family, acquaintances that maybe could be a good business contact, lots of different things. Mm-hmm. How do you determine as sort of a new business what you should do for free versus like what you could be getting taken advantage for? Um, I think that... Because we've turned down things. Oh, absolutely. That people have asked for free, you know?
1: I think, though, that you, um, you're getting taken advantage of when you feel like you're getting taken advantage of, if that makes sense. I think that a lot of people forget that they have the power to make the decision, um, that it's you that's in control. And so I think that, you know, businesses, et cetera, are always going to try and get a little bit more, a little bit more. Maybe sometimes they shouldn't do that, whatever, but ultimately everyone's in it for themselves. I think that if you feel as though you've given what you think is enough free, um, whatever context that's in, um, and you say that and they don't agree and you you leave, well, again, you had to know that it was you felt that you had given, you know what I mean, everything that you needed to for free. So if we say no to do something for a client because it's too far above and beyond and they say, well, you're going to lose the gig, I don't then fold and say, oh, we'll do it then. Because that's that's why the economy is ruined in that circumstance. It, you, you've got to know like, well that's that's okay, then you go. Like we've you know, we've delivered or we've delivered over and above. If you're offering you know, if you're starting out, unfortunately, you know, you're gonna end up offering a lot of free over the top stuff to try and get contacts, to try and get things, you know, et cetera. I mean it's the same thing. I, I take meetings all the time with people who um, will never be clients of mine who are only here to get help from me. Um, and we might set a thirty minute meeting, we might set an hour meeting they more often than not run over. Um, and I don't, after 60 minutes, go, well, like, you've had enough free, get out. Like, if there's if, if I feel like there's value to be adding, in, and that means going over a little bit, well, it means going over a bit. But, um, you know, I went and did two full shows last year in two cities at, at you know, fairly considerable cost at no cost. Uh, cost to me, no cost to the public. Um, I think it's just a personal decision. Like, you've got to be okay with whether or not you think – that's the line there.
0: But it's also about the bigger picture, like seeing... So, for instance, like, you know, um, if it's just some Joe Blow being like, hey, can you do my video for free? And, like, you can see that he's going nowhere, doing nothing, and you're not going to, in the long run, get anything out of that. Maybe that's not something that you do. Yeah,
1: I mean, creatives have the have it worst, I think, in the, in the market because no one wants to pay them for their work. You know what I mean? And I get that. Videographers, photographers, makeup artists, hair, all these people who are, you know if you do my makeup for free, I'll tag you on Instagram and, you know, all this sort of stuff. I mean, that's the same in every economy at the moment with influencers trying to get hotels for free and whatever. Um, but again, I think it just comes down to at what point do you draw the line, you know what I mean? If you're starting out and you're a hair and makeup artist and you're super talented, but you've got no work under your belt and you're demanding to be paid by every single person when you start out, there's a good chance you won't go too far. But when do you stop charging? And when do you? S- I, I, I don't know where that line is, but you have to be comfortable with it, I think, is the point. And if you're comfortable with it, well, at least you're comfortable with it. And there are some people out there who are going to be comfortable with drawing that line too early because they're egomaniacs. But again...
0: Well, we've seen a big change in the influencer landscape over the last 12 months, I would think, with content creators who have 1,000 followers, 2,000 followers, and they go on these Instagram rants about how they work hard to create their content and they should be therefore compensated for it. But... How many people have we worked with where we sent free product, received content, and then we've paid them down the track because we loved their work?
1: Oh, of course. Uh, but but again, I think, you know, that's it, right? It's, it's up to the person to decide where that line is. It's up for the person to decide what they believe is, um, you know, the line in the sand and whatnot. And ultimately, you know, ultimately it's a market. We all operate in a capitalist market. If you do free work. If you're a photographer and you go out and you do 10 things for free and then that's where you draw the line, you've got a portfolio, you say, now I'm going to charge and you try and charge and every single person says, no, the market said you've not done enough, that you've not proved that your content is good enough, your price is wrong something. It's just the market. You know what I mean? Some people will come to you after the first gig and say, oh shit, you're the best. What's the price? It's the market. You know what I mean? And That's what I love about it. It doesn't really... Your ego is kind of irrelevant in the situation because you might think you've done enough free work, but the market will tell you if you have. There'll always be dickheads who are trying to get you down on price and this, that and the other. And I always see it, especially makeup artists at the moment um, on social media who are like, I'm sick of seeing, you know, people asking me for discounts on my service and this, that and the other. And good for you. Like if, if your days are filled and, you know, your business is booming and whatnot, good for you. Don't discount. Continue doing what you're doing. But you don't get to be pissed at the market when you're not doing so well. Um, if you're turning down this work that's discounted because everyone is trying to make a buck. You know what I mean? Everyone's doing the same thing. Um, I I don't... This is a pretty broad statement, so it's probably going to be open to a lot of criticism, but I, I don't know how many people out there are truly loaded and trying to rip everyone off. Like, the person may have a lot of money, but the campaign they're shooting may not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... Everyone's still bound by budgets, no matter how rich you are, how big the company is or whatever. There are still budgets. Either, And we say this a lot when we're talking to people that we're hiring. This is the number that we have to pay for this service. Totally understand if you won't work for it. Completely understand it. If you can't, we'll find someone else. We're giving you first option because we like you. Yeah. But it's not an attempt to screw you down because we have no more money. It's just this is this is the nature of the budget we're working with at this time. If there comes along a longer time and there usually does when budgets aren't necessarily as strict and whatnot, then you know we don't what's your rate. You know what, right. what I mean? We get your rate and that's what it is. But I get it's the market. I, that's kind of what I love about the the world that we live in. If you suck, you're gone. Too bad. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah. sometimes you've got to realize that opportunity can be worth more than the five hundred dollar you know, amount of money that you would have made. Um, had you charged or if you did it for free, what that sort of gets you in kind? yes yeah, 100%. You
1: know? Sometimes you've got to realise that you're just not as good as you think you are. <laughs> and also that the economy is the economy. I mean, all of us are struggling in the, in this economy to an extent in terms of, you know, if you're a makeup artist, there are plenty of people who are talented makeup artists. If you're a photographer, there are plenty of talented photographers. There are also plenty of average you know, talented people, averagely talented people in these industries who are getting work because people don't have the money. Do you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. makeup is something a lot of people can do themselves. Not as well, but enough to get away with. A
1: hundred percent. And again, it comes down to it. You know, sometimes you're doing work that requires talent up here, you know, at the very top. And sometimes you're doing work where, a few easy photos here and there will work for social media because the quality doesn't... You know, it's ju- that's just yeah. the nature of the market. And again, the market will sort you out ultimately. It doesn't really matter what you want or don't want. If you're not good enough, then unfortunately you will not have the work.
0: So you said before that you have a thing on your website that people can fill out. Tell us more about that.
1: I do. Um,
0: I'm also learning this for the first time today.
1: Oh, right. I yeah. didn't know that you had that. Oh, I do.
0: Could I be submitting my name in there to get time with you for a meeting?
1: Um, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, whatever it was a while back now, I don't know. Um, a while back, I asked again on Instagram for people to DM me if they wanted to catch up. And my Instagram, whilst not enormous, um, receives a lot of DMs from just general people responding to my general content. And then on top of that, um, would be people DMing me and sort of saying like I'd love to catch up with you?
0: Some people just follow you for the the lol's.
1: Yeah, and then some people have you know no. business aspirations have oh, already own a business. Oh, I'm yawning. Um, you know, it's a lot of there's varied reasons, and so um, then I would see those messages come through, and then sort of the next day scrolling back through it became you near know, impossible to find them all because they're intermingled amongst all the other crap. Yeah. So um, it was quite hard. So instead, I just created a page on my website with just a simple contact form. Um, which allows me to ask specific questions to, again, determine how I can help. Um, Then people can fill out and um, that then comes through in an email to someone here. And then when I have the time and we have a moment, we randomly select someone from that or triage to people who can help. Um, And then we invite someone in. We just had someone the other day who came through.
0: Can we run a competition now? Fire away. Oh, okay. So let's try and make it. So they've got to go to your website, fill out your form. Then they also have to follow the Spin Studio network. I need some value out of this as well for okay. what we're doing. <laughs> so follow us on the Spin Studio network. Submit your um, form to Sam. In that form, is there somewhere they can leave their Instagram handle so that we can know that they've pretty sure they have followed yeah. us? Yeah, if you well, just,
1: just check at the door and if you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think there's an Instagram handle thing on there.
0: And if you are not Gold Coast based, can we do like a FaceTime, Skypey kind of thing? If they're not Gold Coast based, Sam. Sorry. Will you Skype with someone or in FaceTime someone? Um,
1: I don't love doing that. Um, we can do it. I'm not overly stressed, but I don't think you get quite as much value. Uh, that mind you. I, I mean, like,
0: if you're willing to fly in to meet the guys, sure.
1: I usually think of a phone call, but I I often travel as well. Like, I'm in the major cities True. quite a bit, so um, we can do it in another city.
0: In case people are overseas, not as much. Nope. Not as much. Well, unless you're going to be in New York soon. That's yeah. it. Never or know. LA. Or Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Kong. <laughs> All right. So, do that. Go to Sam's website, which is?
1: Just sammangan.com
0: mangan.com head there fill out the form leave your instagram handle and follow us at the spin studio network and you can win a little meet and greet chat with this guy
1: <laughs> what a time to be alive <laughs>
0: all right well thank you for tuning in so this podcast is brought to you by the spin studio to stay up to date with the spin life don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on instagram at spin and co thanks for listening and we'll be back next week bye